butt. There we go. All right. <laughs> I'm going to breathe the don't break my butt guy this morning, apparently. Don't break my butt. You have fucked up now. Now you fucked up. Now you <laughs> fucked up. You have fucked up now. <laughs> you have fucked up now. Yeah, we amuse ourselves. What are you doing? What are you doing to that poor dog? What are you doing to him? Oh God! Oh no! Dog just wants love and attention. Doug starves him and beats him and, and ignores him. Yeah, doesn't buy him a single fucking toy. Never. And on his yeah, single fucking right. toy. <laughs> My dog, uh, for the record, uh, has a, a wider variety of treats than most other dogs that I'm aware of. Most other he has humans. a wider variety of treats than most people that I yeah, know. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, I know yeah. people that don't have that many goodies in their fucking pantry. And toys, for that matter. <laughs> Just putting that out there. Yeah. And uh, one of his favorite things in the world is... Plain Donald's uh, McDonald's double cheeseburgers. Uh, him Plain and me both. Donald's, <laughs> right? Him and me both. Yeah. So we're, well, it's like he, he him is no ketchup, no mustard, no onions, no pickles. I literally mean plain because. He has to disassemble all of them before he eats them for some fucking reason. <laughs> and if that stuff is in there. He's going to smear it all over everything. And if it's had a pickle on it, he's really not fond of it. <laughs> Picky. Yeah, I imagine dogs and vinegar probably. Picky guy. Yeah, right. Get him a cheeseburger and my motherfucker's yeah. like, mm. I can see that. Mm. Vinegar's kind of nuanced. Like it's, you have to kind of learn to like it. Yeah. And if you've got like a gajillion fucking scent receptors in your nose and you know I, mean, yeah. I like the smell of vinegar but it's pungent you know if you were that even like dear god man you know so i could see where he doesn't particularly care for pickles parker will eat he'll eat just about anything he's one of those dogs that if you hand it to him he'll just take it and swallow it and then he's like uh-oh like he regret like oh what, what the fuck was that he doesn't even stop to think about it and doesn't chew anything he's i ate it everything. but i'm not sure it was food <laughs> right exactly so he's an addict i go over and get well, my how is he on giving him pills here's the no i was actually in mid-sentence to explain that but um if he hears a pill container rattle he runs over and uh expects his pill regardless of whether he has any pills or not. So um, he's like, give it here. Yeah. He's, he's give a it little, here. He's a little addict, man. He's a little addict, but he's on uh he's on an anti-inflammatory now. So he's getting his pill daily and he's very excited about it. He's going to be on uh, the commercials with the shitty stock music in the background pretty soon. Uh, yeah. Once you, daily, yeah, Stu 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 Belta. Stu Belta. That sounds good. I, I'm good with that. That's not. Bad. I live a, I live a normal life, and everything is fine. Here's me having a picnic in the park. Here's me sniffing someone else's butt. Here's me licking my own ballas. Here's me eating a pile of actual shit. <laughs> I, I can just. Uh, see uh dan doing some photoshop work uh with that similar uh dave Chappelle photo that uh has the crackhead oh, the, that's uh, in there y'all got any more of them 
Y'all got any more of them uh, anti-inflammatories? <laughs> yeah, there's a bad delay with the video. I think the video is adding delay. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Zencast yeah, not it feels like. It. Uh, yeah, you guys want to do video on Signal and do broadcast on? Oh, okay, yeah. Maybe try that. Yeah, just turn the video off. Turn off the video. Yeah, because I was. There we go. Is that any better? All right, we're good. We're good. And I think, I Is think so. Better? You like that better? Please stand by. We're having technical difficulties. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do it. Let's try this. <laughs> that was great. All right. You have to bear with us here real quick. We, um, we always like to keep video up um, just so when we know if we're away from the camera or, or if we just want to fucking taunt each other, really, I think is the more important part. Um, How else are you guys going to know when I'm pointing at my dick? Right. <laughs> exactly. So don't forget to mute your mics on signal. Gotcha. I can't see anybody on signal. I can't either. It's just black Perfect. screen. My guess is that uh, Zencaster is still stealing the... Uh, the camera a little bit right. yeah well this has been a great podcast <laughs> <laughs> so i'd have to say that zencaster uh you, you guys need to you need to come with it with with the video it's it so should still be beta my root canal yesterday was more painless i will say <laughs> yeah for those that for those that of you that are keeping track i think like both of you um which I think consists of like Adam's mom and some dude in a basement building bombs. Um, we, we are a day late recording um, for, you know, transparency. Uh, it's a, uh, I had a vasectomy on Thursday and Adam had a root ladies, canal. Ladies, ladies. Adam had a root canal on Friday. So it's kind of a tale as, as old as time, right? Um, my balls, Adam's mouth. Right. Um, so same, uh, same Just old, same you old. Don't break out into Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> well, why would I break into Beauty and the Beast? Out of curiosity, I think a tale as old as time is like a line <laughs> out of it, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and and say I don't have a fucking clue. So yeah. <laughs> you ever watch Beauty and the Beast? Dude? I, I'm sure it's some point when I was eight years old or something. I mean, yeah, it's a good one. You know, I look. I can't lie, right? I'm 45 years old, and I still will watch a Pixar or Disney release. Um, Pixar, especially, they've got great movies, in my opinion. Um, but I still watch Disney flicks too, and it's kind of weird when you're in your mid 40s and you don't have any kids to be able to, you know, like Moana. I love that like, movie. I love the like, fucking chicken. <laughs> Coco's good, dude. I like Coco. Coco. I haven't seen that one yet. Oh my god, it's so, sad. It's um, like. Uh, yeah, it'll get you. It'll get you. <laughs> it'll get you. So, you know, good storytelling is good storytelling. I don't care if it's aimed towards, you know, a different audience than than me or not. Fuck you. Um, the worst part is when a new Disney movie comes out, you can't go see it because, like, you can't be the only, like, 
Old dude oh, in the theater with no kids. So and I, I've <laughs> probably told you guys a story. My my very first job when I was 16 was um, I, I dropped out of high school when I was 16. And in order to do that in Ohio, you have to be full time. You have to be employed, right? So I had to go get a job. And um, I there was a, one of those second run theaters. And the second run theaters are the ones that charge, you know, a dollar or two. They, they get the movie after it leaves the main theaters and, and drops, yeah. you know, a couple bucks. I know Adam and I have talked about this because we were talking about how cool fucking second run theaters are. I love and, it. You pay like $2 and you see the movie and no one's there. It's like a win, win, win. Right. There's um, no losing. Excuse me. Um, so, yeah, that was my first job. And I was an usher, you know, took your ticket. I walked through, hey, take your feet off the back thing, whatever. And we had this guy. Um, I don't remember what the movie was now. It's been, fuck, 30 years. But um, these people kept coming out and they were kind of complaining about this this guy being, he was at the very back right under the the projector window and people were complaining about him. And at the time, you know, we just assumed the worst. And I, I went in and it was me and one other guy and we went in and just said, you know, hey, sir, you know, we're getting some complaints. Um, I think like that, I don't remember if it was because he was being a louder. Honestly, it might've just been that he was there, right? Yeah. And the guy just got up and walked out. And at the time, you know, we were like, yeah, guy's pervert, you know, whatever. And now 30 years later, I sometimes feel bad about that because I wonder if maybe he was just a dude. He could have even been mentally handicapped now that I look back, right? I don't know. And I I kind of feel bad about it because I I was thinking that, like, what if this dude was genuinely just there to watch the fucking movie and it was the the soccer moms, the Karens (laughs) that we now know they're called, uh, we're just overreacting. You know what I mean? Like it, you, you can't, it's, it's a shame because you can't, you, you want to be careful and you don't want to allow that kind of thing to happen, but you also don't want to be, I don't know. You, you don't want to be judgmental and assume that everybody's a, a fucking raging. Sir, pervert. sir, sir. If you don't have a kid, you cannot come in here. Right. <laughs> right. Pretty like, much. You don't want to be that guy, but at the same time, I mean, I get, it would be different, I guess, like if the three of us went and watched it but it would still be i don't know i think people are more tolerant now to, to all of that stuff i mean with all the, the transgender and everything no not, it's, yeah. well, it, not the it's child like, molestation i mean i don't think people are more tolerant i'm not talking about that but let's say for instance you know i'm hungry as shit and uh we're in a pre-pandemic situation here And uh, let's say the only place to eat in town is, or one of the three places to eat in town is like the Chuck E. Cheese. And let's say I don't want a burger or whatever else. Decide I want a pizza. So I go to Chuck E. Cheese, sit down, and like, if I sit down like in certain spots next to the ball pit or some other stuff like that. (laughs) Right, right. No, I'm you with know, you. He, he's not there for the pizza. He's here to fuck kids. That's going to be the, you know, the general automatic. consensus. Right. No, you're absolutely right. And I, and I don't, I guess I would always rather err on the side of caution with that. Like I would much rather I hurt one adult male's feelings as opposed to finding out later that they were a pedophile. Right. Cause that's, um, I, I think that's one of those things that the majority of, of everyone but, agrees on is uncool. Right. But meanwhile, th- see, this is one of those things where I have uh, issues with certain arguments because like, 
Meanwhile, almost any woman on the planet that doesn't look like she's a bag lady can walk directly up to someone else's baby sure. and just and just start playing with its cheeks, kissing it on the face, putting their hands uh, putting their hands in their mouth, going nom, 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 nom. you know. Meanwhile, if I did that, <laughs> I, you can, I, I would be as like, sir, put your hands behind your back. You can do that to me, Doug. You can do. It's like, you are can, you shitting me? You can nom 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 me if you want, Doug. To be uh, fair, but you know it's what's equally funny? as inappropriate in both situations. I, I, well, and I was going to say is that I, I've, I'm coming to find actually that more and more people are not as cool with that as they were. I think it's a, for you and me, Doug. I think it's more of a a, 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 a an age thing. Like we we yeah, do remember I can when just be an old white guy. Well, I mean that we can we remember when that was kind of normal, right? When when a woman could just walk up and kind of accost someone's baby and it was just accepted, right? I'm finding that the younger generations, the 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 Gen Zs and uh millennials and whatnot, they're not as fucking hip to that. You know, no, they're like we're like, get away from my kids. Why are my you touching kid. my child? Right. And I kind of feel like that's okay. That's how I it mean, they, be. Yeah. It's they a are, stranger touching your kid. Right, yeah. right. They are they are absolutely right. That's that's not your child. Stay the fuck off. Um, oh, I've seen that happen. I've seen <laughs> I have seen this exact scenario play out with millennials, and oh. one of them thought it was cool, and one of them did not. <laughs> <laughs> I would have paid money for video I was of that. Just get ready to say the same thing. I would love to see that because um, again, it's just. Doug and I are from a generation that that was normal. And he's right. If a, if a guy did that, um, I, we've got a buddy that he's got four kids of his own and you bring a baby anywhere near him and his estrogen levels go through the fucking roof, which is great <laughs> because he has no neck and hands like concrete blocks. Um, and, but when he sees a baby, it's like, Oh, mine. And then fuck it after that. You're not getting any time with that infant after that because it belongs to him from that He's point He's like, forward. I'm in dad mode. Yeah, major dad <laughs> mode, right? And But if you were to see him do that out in the wild, right, again, it would make people uncomfortable. They would think it was weird. Knowing him, he just loves kids. That's why he's got a fucking brood of them. <laughs> right? And But again, I could see where that would um, you know, be off-putting to, to people. Um, it's the, the world is changing and I don't know that it's for better or worse, but if you look at where millennials and Gen Z's are coming from, they're not all wrong. And I know millennials, for instance, um, I know on both sides of the spectrum of what people consider millennial, right? I know the ones that are the entitled little shitheads that I just want to smack the fuck out of. And then I know some that are, um, very just down to earth. Like they're just very, very realistic. And that's something that I, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not agree with, but like I, I connect with on a level, the ones that I know that are very down to earth and very, you know, they look past the, the bullshit that, that boomers and, and Gen Xers had been fed for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And I can't be, you know, so, and, and the thing is, if you boil it down, it's like, I, I, I read something about, toxic masculinity. And there's a psychiatrist that I follow and he says, toxic masculinity doesn't exist. There are just basically assholes in the world. Right. And I think the same goes with millennials. It's not that millennials are bad or entitled or whatever. They're just, they're, they're people. And there's some that are just entitled little fucks. And then there are some that are, you know, 
perfectly normal, decent. And I think that boomers, especially maybe some Gen Xers spin uh, the way millennials see things to try to make it look negative, right? Oh, they're, (laughs) you know, they're entitled and they want to be able to buy a house and all that. Well, fuck yeah, they do. Look at inflation and house prices compared to wages and things like that. Plus we fed them, the boomers and even the Gen Xers fed them, uh, the, the whole college bullshit their entire lives, right? You, you've got to, you got to get out. You got to go a hundred thousand dollars into debt, right? Right. But right. then you expect a living wage. What a dipshit. We're not doing that. Right. And you're going to owe a hundred K and then you got to just work your way up the ladder. It's like, why would I do that first thing then when I could just <laughs> skip that part and do the second thing? And, right. and, Another thing that aggravates me is that whole fucking minimum wage argument uh, because the minimum wage hasn't moved in a long, long time. But Doug, if minimum wage goes up, the cost of living will go up. Yeah, they're sort of making it that way anyway. If you take a look, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it's like they don't build 1,200 square foot houses anymore. No. In a in a neighborhood, they'll they'll build a shitload of townhomes, yeah, or or garden homes, yeah. And, but uh, you know, it it seems like every you know back when I was growing up, if you had anything over thirteen hundred square feet, you had a big house, yeah. And now they're building these three four thousand foot monstrosities, mm-hmm. and uh, everybody's shocked when you know it's like out here in Denver, you know. A uh, twenty five hundred square foot house right now would probably run you six hundred fifty thousand dollars. Easy, medium, yeah. And that outstretches the average wage out here by a mile and a half. So yeah. anyone that gives me that bullshit argument of you know uh, the, the, that about home ownership and the whole nine, it's like, yeah, I, I'm ready for that eighties level of home ownership where I get like this, you know, 1200 square foot house, but they're as rare as, you know, unicorns around here. Yeah, they really are. And I, I, um, you know, I don't want 3000 square foot. I'm a single dude. I I think anyone who knows me knows what I really want is a garage with a fucking cot in it because all of my toys continue to grow more and more wheels as I move (laughs) on. But, um, yeah, I don't need three. I don't want to heat 3,000. The, the thing about home ownership, and I'm in a unique position because I didn't buy my first house until I was in my early 30s. And I bought in 2008, nine. Uh, it was right as the market was collapsing. I always joke that as I was signing my you know, loan acceptance and everything, that the market was falling behind me. Everyone's like, just pay attention. Look, look forward, Dan. Look forward. So maybe you were that straw that broke the camel's back, you know. Yeah, maybe right. It maybe, was, uh, maybe it was my we sold Dan a fucking house. Oh, right? shut this shit down. And that was the thing is that at the time, my ex and I, we could afford it, but we had to work hard to do that. And we had to get our ducks in a row. And for months on end, we couldn't spend anything and we got our credit right. You know, we, we worked to get that house. But the problem was, is we were upside down on it almost within the first year. Okay. So I have a unique perspective in that. I, everyone tells me, well, home ownership, it's this great investment. Okay. And it's kind of not, it's, it, it, it's a liability. Um, I'm not saying out, out here anywhere. I mean, my ex just sold 
the, the house that we had. Um, and she made quite a bit of money off of it, right? So it, it will eventually correct itself and you'll make money off of it if flipping houses is what you want to do, right? But if you want a house and you want to live in it and you're you know, expecting to stay in it for any any time, whatever, and you're not worried about the resale of it, a house is a liability, right? I put furnaces in houses. I put roofs on houses, windows, doors, landscaping, the whole nine yards. When people fuss at me about renting and I pay a lot of money here for a, for an 800 square foot apartment, 850. But when my furnace went out, I picked up the phone and a few hours later, a guy came and he fixed it and I was charged nothing. If my dishwasher goes out, I pay nothing. I don't, I don't sweep the, or, uh, you know, shovel snow, etc. There are pros and cons to renting, buying, etc. So I just, I guess my point is, is I don't want people to think that buying a house is absolutely positively the the best absolute investment for you it depends on everybody no. you know well, and i do want a house you can that. shoot that down in a second it's like um ask people how they feel about home ownership and what all of uh, or, or what a lot of people would think about like a dying city something like detroit sure, sure. where where you had you know, a city that was built for a population of a million, a million and a half, and now has a population of around 400 and some odd thousand. Mm-hmm. You know, that housing value, it only goes up as long as that area is still desirable. Right. And if you were going to buy into that mythology, anybody in their right mind could have turned around and pointed at, hey, you ever heard of ghost towns? That, that, that shit happens. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and I think that's a perfect example, right? But And I'm not shitting on homeownership because, again, I want to own a home. I like, I, I like having my own – I like having walls that don't attach to other people. I, I'm, I like to play guitar loud and listen to music loud, and I like to work on my vehicles at 10 o'clock at night while I drink beer and, you know, shit like that. So I want a house, but I just – I want people to understand that it's not all fucking roses and butterfly farts. What you're saying really is that you want your own space. Yeah. Where, where, where you're free. You're not, that that's not even necessarily saying that I want my own house. It's like, I want my own space with the freedom to do what I would like to do in it more so than what you've got in an apartment where it's more a communal living. Right. I'm I'm in the same boat because I make a lot of noise and uh yeah. I'm like <laughs> right. <laughs> dropping like... the fucking bass at two AM is frowned upon <laughs> in most apartment complexes. I grew up in the in the sticks and there is still a part of me that misses the you know, having ten acres of woods and shit like that to go dive into and fuck around. I'm not a real social person. I don't like people in large groups, so um I like my alone time, my me time. And the thing is, is what I'm doing now, my goal is I'm kind of doing the long game in that I don't know if I'm going to buy anything like right here or not. I, my, right now my plan is kind of to continue to, to work and uh, pay my bills, save money and potentially buy property outside the city somewhere. And then over the years develop that I've had plenty of friends and family that have done that, but it's always been a long game. It's been you know, we make the plan, we decide this is what we want to do. And then it's 10 years later 
we have the house on the property in the middle of nowhere type of type of thing. You know what I mean? Like it's not a two year turnaround. Just do it. Just fucking do right. it. Right. Yeah. You know, I don't want to wait 10 years. Well, nobody does. I mean, um, but sometimes you gotta, you gotta work with what you got. You know, I, I think that for me, the, uh, the, the, the fact that I can even sit down and, and put together a plan like that, that, that is feasible even over 10 years, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, blessed for lack of a better term that I can do that. I think you um, mean you are hashtag blessed. Hashtag blessed. Live, laugh, and love. Actually, your camera just popped on and I do see your live, laugh, love sign mounted uh, behind you. Did it well, and it's uh, the it. the tattoo is healing. So um, I got it. I got it right here on my my pelvis, right next to the birds. Yeah, the birds. Yeah, just just above the left testicle. So um, it's. Uh... <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> so you know, speaking of testicles, I mean, I don't think we could get a better segue. I wanted to just mention the whole vasectomy thing, right? I have a whole new appreciation for the controlled awkwardness that I assume now women must go through when they go to the gynecologist, right? I've never, other than having, uh, when I wrestled in, in middle and high school, we did have to get hernia checks, you know, doctor poke. For those that have never had one, they don't just like roll your balls. They stick their middle finger up inside your taint about as far as they fucking can and tell you to cough. <laughs> um, it is not it is not comfortable, right? I've had a few hernia checks and things. I have a class A CDL and I uh, used to have to get physicals for that. Um, same thing. They check for hernias and stuff. So I've had that done and that's pretty – that's not very invasive in the long term stream of things but you know you go to an office and there's two guys and a woman standing there and they're like you know drop trial my favorite part is they they're like okay we're gonna leave the room and let you get undressed okay modesty at this point where where are we going with this because now cut to the next scene and i'm laying flat on my back with my my balls and my dick through this little hole in a paper a paper blanket napkin whatever this I'm, is all right so hang on hang on, hang that, on hang that's on, hang an on. interesting table presentation there. <laughs> so <laughs> a dinner what's the point, is served what's the point in the paper exactly again it's I, I guess maybe modesty or to keep you clean um you know as they're cutting oh, from and, like the blood yeah. sure that, if something does leak it keeps it from getting down your leg or whatever <clears throat> you or cross contamination could be too right getting something off your skin uh, because they did, they they washed me down. And, or I mean, you could get you know asshole stuff into your not asshole stuff. There you go. And then that would not be good. Yeah. Which we all know is a cardinal sin, right? You're not supposed to do that. Front to back, like a porcupine, <laughs> buddy, like a porcupine, <laughs> like a porcupine. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, you know, I'm laying there, and they're they're discussing. They they were very pleased with my my grooming. Uh, it says in the sheet to clean up everything, right? They got a cut on things. I don't need hair there. And uh, I was like, oh, wow, you did a really good job. And I was like, well, I've been, you know, shaving this nut on my top of my neck for the last 20 years. Um, pretty good with a razor. Uh, but yeah, you know, you're laying there and you're just, you're just out. Your shit's just out, man. And they're moving it around and touching it and pointing at stuff. And like I said, there was a woman in there and she was like, girl, she, maybe 25, 26, you know, gauges in her ear. And I'm reaching that point in my life now. I'm at that age where like all the medical professionals are younger than me. 
You know, the doctor was like in his thirties and said dude and shit a lot. And I'm like, wow. Um, but yeah, it was really, it was, it was awkward, but at the same time, I don't let it phase me just because they are medical professionals. You know, these folks have seen more testicles and penises and scrotums and assholes and than I probably could ever imagine. Um, a buddy of mine was teasing me. He's like, huh, did you get a boner when they were washing you? No. No, I didn't. <laughs> was, no. He's it like, was, yeah, me neither. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of no like the height of awkward. I mean, well, it's, it's like, you know, and I imagine there are some people out there that are probably turned on by that, but it's like, you know, feeling like you're sitting on a stage on the <laughs> X Factor or American Idol yeah. with your testicles on display. <laughs> yeah. And well, with with all your junk on display yeah. for everyone to see, it's like, you know, that's that's kind of the height of awkward. And I'm I'm very unimpressive down there. I'm no Mandingo, right? I'm uh, pretty average. So I didn't feel like anyone was like, ooh, ah, Click, click, you know. That's why you got to fluff it up before you go in. <laughs> hey, guys, what's up? You know, uh, Mr. Adams, why are you, uh, why do you have a raging boner right now? <laughs> so I did make a comment because, and you guys know me, when I'm, when I'm stressed, frustrated, whatever, I start making jokes. That's, that's what I do. And I've, that's been much to the chagrin of many. Um, Is that why you're always joking around? Pretty much. Yeah. I'm pretty much always anxious or fucking pissed off at something. Um, so we're sitting there and he he makes the first first puncture. They they puncture the scrotum to pull the vas difference out. And he makes the first puncture. I wince a little bit. He's like, Yeah, all right. I said, Yeah, you know. I made a joke. I said, I can't believe, you know, that I I paid for this, you know, and ha ha ha. And I I said, Well, I imagine there's probably clubs down in Denver that they do worse for more money, you know. <laughs> and just thinking I was fucking hilarious. So the two guys just sort of sat there, the girl was like, ah! And then she stopped and I was like, uh-huh, I found the fucking uh, BDSM chick in the room. So, <laughs> Or the one that's been through the least amount of vasectomies. Because yeah, they're probably right. like, right. oh, wow, this is the 73rd time. Yeah, right. That some asshole has made that same fucking joke. <laughs> I should have started calling the doctor daddy, you know, every, every oh, time. God. He, every, you go to, Did you feel that? Yes, daddy. You know. <laughs> well, Jesus you know, Christ. of all the areas that I would want to make somebody chuckle while they have a knife in their hands performing surgery on my man junk. I'm going to be the straightest motherfucker you ever saw in your life. Man, it's you know Dan. Better it's now. Dan. I, can't do yeah. it. it's Dan. I did ask him, he says, how are you today? I said, no, no, no. The important thing is, how are you today? I said, no, um, no frustrations with coworkers, getting along with your wife, you know, steady hands. <laughs> Because he didn't get where I was going with it until I said steady hands and he laughed. He goes, yeah, we're good, man. We're good. You know, it's like, please tell me you didn't have three Red Bulls and two monsters this morning. <laughs> I was up all night fighting with my wife and the debt collectors. He's yeah, like, let's no, do mom, this. I'm not, I'm not having a bad day. I was just, I'm tired. I've been up all night doing Coke. Right. Anyway. Can't find my goddamn, them. can't find my seizure medicine. I don't know where the fuck it's at, you know? So. <laughs> Yeah, it was, you know, it was a thing. And I, like most dumbasses, I got online about a week prior just looking for like tips and tricks, like try these underwear for support and try this and do that. Instead, what I found 
there's about five to 10% of people, and I may still be one of them. I'm only three days out. Five to 10% of the people that have what's called uh, PVPS, which no atom is not a setting on rust. Um, but it's, God damn it. it's, yeah, I went ahead and just truncated that one. It's a post vasectomy pain syndrome and uh, people just have these phantom pains and it just hurts. And, and some of it's like gut wrenching and debilitating and people have lost testicles over it where they go in and they got to like scrape the nerves out and shit to stop the pain. And the internet and Adam and I have talked about this. Adam actually brought this to my attention over something else about a year ago and it, and it's changed my my view on things, but the internet tends to be sort of an aggregator for the negative and the, um, the, the downside. So I'm reading on Reddit and on WebMD and all these sites on vasectomies and these people are just going on and on and on about how fucking terrible it was and, and all this, all these horrible things that they had happened to them afterwards, whatever. And you start looking at this and you're like, Oh my God, you know, if you extrapolate from that, how you, you got to wonder how does anybody have a vasectomy and not you know, have all this pain. But when I was, you know, I'm in my office and I told someone what I was doing. I find like a dozen of the guys I work with. Oh yeah. I had that done. Yeah. It's no big deal. And one guy had a granuloma, you know, blah, blah, blah. There was only one person that had some, some side effects. And that was after they had a reversal years later. So I, I was very confused and I started freaking myself out. What if I'm that 5%, right? What if I'm that 5%? Um, so my advice is, if you're having any kind of medical procedure done, you know, go to like WebMD, read just the, the synopsis or, or whatever, and then stop. Don't go looking <laughs> anywhere else because well, all you're going to find is the bad stuff. I promise you, you will. Well, we went over this with the we kind of went over this with the Randonautica shit. Like people only post when something remarkable happens. Mm -hmm. Like they're not going to post and be like, hey, everything was good. We're good. <laughs> I went through, it was very uneventful. It was boring. I'm back to my life. Right. And, and that's a um, hundred years ago when I was doing sales, I remember this guy telling me that there's kind of basically like two types of customers. And I think this kind of translates in, you've got disciples and terrorists and disciples will go and tell a few people, oh yeah, you should go see Adam down at whatever, if you know, you need this done because they're, they're really good at it. And then you got terrorists who will go out of their way to make sure people know they had a bad experience. And I'm kind of one of those guys, you know, I'll, I'll meet somebody for the first time. Be like, Oh, Hey Bob. Hey, my, my name's Dan Adams. Don't, uh, don't shop with Doug, uh, uh, down at uh, so-and-so they suck. Um, and I think the same happens with the internet. I think you're right. When, when people have a good experience, they just sort of, you know, move on and they have a bad experience and they want to, they want to make sure everybody knows. Yeah. And that's kind of a shame. I, I hate that. And I think that's just a customer service thing in general, right? Um, I, I think it's a people thing because you can take a look at uh, post-social media. Um, well, not, this is, really isn't post. We're, you know, deep in the heart of it. But pre-social media, you know, you heard a lot more of, you know, hey, these are the overall facts, these are the overall stats, and then you would have some of the anecdotal, you know, my uncle, my cousin, my whatever. And those were usually pretty small one-offs, but after social media came up and people want to read about interesting things that happen, you know, those half a percent, one percent, three percent case scenarios are all that, that get amplified. And then everybody thinks, oh, this is the most common thing in the world when it 
rarely happens. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I, I would agree with that because you're right. Let's say that there was no internet, social media, whatever, and I just used the anecdotal, you know, accounts in in the office. I'd be stoked, right? I mean, it, there nobody really had any issues. Um. So yeah, like I said, it's, so my what I plan on doing is here in a couple months after I go through and you know do the whole sperm count thing and everything's good and I and I don't have any problems. I'm going back to that fucking subreddit that freaked me out the worst <laughs> and I'm going to post and I'm going to put out the information that I was looking for and just say, you know, cause that's the thing is if I don't, if I don't do my part, then I really can't bitch about other people not doing theirs either. If, if I don't go back and, and leave a, a review, if you will. Um, <laughs> so I'll look out for the post from uh, you slash shooting blanks 420. Shooting, <laughs> shooting blank 69. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> it's, um, you know, I, I, Adam and I used, well, did use the same dentist, right? Ugh. And <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. And, and what, what did I use to, to choose this dentist in this sense? Uh, or this time, I think I used Adam's recommendation. He's like, yeah, I went, I said, what'd you think? And he was like, meh. Okay. I mean, nothing terrible. Right. And I, I looked up the reviews and the reviews were kind of, you know, all over the place. But I think they still got like a, a four. I usually don't fuck with things if they don't get at least a four, three being two and a half actually being average, but we know how people actually rate things. Um, fives or ones most of the time. So, uh, but I learned that over time, Adam and I both learned that over time, this dentist was subpar, absolutely fucking subpar. Um, so I have to go back and edit my review because I gave him a good review. I went in, uh, the front desk girl was a fucking stunner with a beautiful smile. I was absolutely in love with her. Um, and the dentist didn't kill me. So I was like, meh, okay, this, this will work. But then I started experiencing complications. Adam started having some complications, hence the root canal that he had yesterday. Yeah, so funny story. Um, I All right, so I didn't have any pain, and then she did something, and then I had pain, and then I had to get a root canal. <laughs> That's yeah. all I'm going to say about that. Right? Yeah, it's, it's interesting that the words root canal play into funny story. <laughs> you know what, dude? You know what? That was the least painful thing I think I've ever had done. Yeah. Even yeah, now, like it's, 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 uh, well, you have no roots fine. in there now, so you can't really have any pain. So. Well, I, I was, I was asking that and they treated it like a stupid question. I was like, if there's no nerves, how exactly does it, how does it hurt? And they're like, it just hurts sore. It just hurts. I'm like, okay, anyway. Well, the gums, the gums around it, the <clears throat> teeth around it bruise, the ligaments that hold the teeth in, shit like that will, yeah. will bruise. I went into the new dentist um, the other day and she adjusted my bite like I've been trying to get the old dentist to do um, and did a phenomenal job. Uh, actually, my my when I bite down, it just feels more solid. And I'm able to chew on my left side again, but there's a slight amount of pain. And she mentioned that the, when your bites off like that, your, um, your, the ligaments that hold the teeth in will bruise and it's going to happen. But by like today I was eating some potato chips, which I couldn't do on my left side and, um, realized that I was chewing and I was like, Oh, Hey, wow. I can chew on my left side again. Neat. <laughs> you know? And I had gone back to that other dentist a couple of times and they were just like, man, you Sensodyne. I'm like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so fuck that. I had yeah. cavities, but my teeth didn't hurt. 
you fixed my cavities. Now my fucking teeth hurt. Like I can't chew. This is not what I paid money for. This is the exact <laughs> opposite. This is backwards of what I go to. I can buy for. a tube of Sensodyne instead of coming here. Right, exactly. Um, th- but yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with the new dentist. But, and they sent me a link that, hey, give us a you know review on Google. And they do have, out of like 300 reviews, they have five stars, which is pretty impressive, right? Yeah. But I'm not going to review it yet. I've got another appointment coming up where they're going to fix a filling that the the other dentist screwed up and left a gap under the filling. Uh, they're going to fix that. I want to give it a, I'm going to give it a minute before I, I write a review because I think a lot of us do that, right? We, we get a new thing. We like the new thing. Um, I just bought a Jeep and I was super excited, right? And if I would have done a review that, evening, I would have been like, everything's great. Everything's awesome. Whatever. Well, a few days later, I discovered that the it's got wheel locks on it, which are basically just kind of locking wheel nuts. They're just wheel nuts that uh, are uh, lug nuts that aren't like the normal ones. Right. They to take a theft. Yeah. They take a specific key to get them right. off basically. And not like a key like that you put in your ignition, but it's it's a socket with some different teeth inside of it that fit and open it up. Well, a buddy of mine who's a lot bigger into four wheeling and stuff like that says, oh man, I like those rims. He says, uh, he says, oh, you got wheel locks, man. He goes, hey, did you get the key? And I was like, oh, uh, ah, I'm sure it's in the, I'm sure it's in the Jeep somewhere. Well, next day I dig through the Jeep and it's not there. So I hit up the, uh, the dealer and, um, they're like, oh yeah, get with our, get with our parts department. They've, they've probably got one. Now mind you, the Carfax states that this dealership put these on, um, before they sold it the first time in 2018. It's, it's a used Jeep, right? So they should be Mopar or um, McGuard, I think is the name. There's They, they make them for everybody. McWheelock. McWheelock, I know, McGuard. Um, <laughs> so I go and the guy very resistantly comes and brings the master key set. You can tell he's not into it. He's like, whatever. And he tries a few of them and he's like, yeah, we don't have it. And they, de- they decide that I have to go to their service department and pay them to remove these things. So, okay. So I just bought a Jeep that I can't take the wheels off of that you brought into your inventory without making sure you have the, the wheel lock key and then sold to me. Now, again, Adam and Doug know me. They know that accountability is very important to me. So part of this is on me, right? I can't deny that because I didn't ask if it was there. Um, I also didn't ask if it catches fire for no fucking reason, but you know, fuck me, right? Uh, see, it does not protect against <laughs> tanks. <laughs> yeah, right. So, you know, my bad, my bad. Um, so I told the the salesman, I said, listen, if you guys will take these things off without charging me, I will pay to put new ones on. I figure that's fair. Uh, yeah, let me, let me talk to my sales manager and see what they'll do. Well, it's a few days ago and I haven't heard back. So, um, if I were to write a review now, it would be a little bit different than the night of. So kind of think of it as a honeymoon period. I guess my point is, is if you're going to do a review of something, give it seven days, right? Let the, let the post orgasm wave, uh, you know, leave you the, the, uh, post nut clarity, as they say, hit and make sure. Weirdest Ted talk I've ever been to. In my life. Sir, sir, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> yeah, just, I guess, my like I said, my point is just that before you write a review, negative or positive, give it a minute, right? Give it three days. Think of it like sending an, an angry email um, 
you know, before you you go blast in a, a company or whatever, but vice versa, don't don't tout something as being the greatest thing ever. Give it about 72 hours and let it let it cook in. I used to do a lot of Amazon reviews and I used to get some really funny replies from people because again, I put my humor into it. But I'd always wait a couple of weeks before I would do a review. Because I started doing some reviews when I first started doing it, I would be, oh, this is the greatest product ever, whatever. And then, you know, a couple of weeks later, I'm like, this is shit <laughs> or vice versa, <laughs> you know? So, you know, just, uh, I, I think if we have a responsibility on social media to be fair, and I know that that goes against everything that the world believes in right now, <laughs> but I feel like we need to be fair and we need to be metered. And I don't think there's enough of that right now. That's my, that, that goes against my freedom of fucking speech, buddy. <laughs> buddy. <laughs> well, you have to get past that shiny and new stage because, sure. uh, the general, the, the general trend is it's, is, is it's almost like a hunt. There's this thing that you're wanting and you've been looking and looking and like Dan, uh, for those of you that don't personally know him and talk talk to him every day like I do, uh, <laughs> pretty much for the last four years, Dan has wanted a Jeep. <laughs> and believe yeah, me when I tell you, um, he 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 popped on the right one. He got he he had been looking at stripped down new ones for about the same price as he paid for one that's got a lot of features. It was two years old. It had very low miles on it because you know pretty obviously it was someone's toy. Yeah, and that and that's kind of all they used it for. They weren't yeah. using this as their daily commuter. You can you you can really tell. Yeah, so. Dan got exactly what he was looking for after four years <laughs> of searching for it. So naturally, when he gets that thing he's been hunting for for four years, it's, uh, you know, all sunshine and rainbows. Oh, yeah. So you've got to let, you know, get past that. Oh, I finally got the thing and that exhilaration uh, because I've had products before that uh, I got them. They did exactly what I wanted them to do the first time around, but they turn around and they break two, two yeah. and a half months, three months later. Yeah. That's why most of the time when it comes to anything on Amazon, if I review it, I review it after I've had it for six months. And that's and I and I and again I encourage people use things like Yelp, use Google reviews, use uh, the Amazon review system, um, because the manufacturers are using bots and paid shit to do it. I promise you. I mean, we've all seen that thing that is four stars, five stars and you get it and you're going, how the fuck? Right. <laughs> um, and there are some apps. I can't remember what they are. I know I use a couple of them that will, they use an algorithm to go in and look for uh, uh, like when words are used the same in um reviews over and over, uh, or if they're really, really short, like when you get, cause you can put a five-star review in and just say, great. Right. And there are people that believe this or not are paid to do that. I get emails all the fucking time because of all the reviews I was writing. It puts you on these lists and I start getting emails where if you buy it through their link, it's their product, but if you <clears> buy it through this link, they will, and give them a five-star review, they will reimburse you for the product. 
Okay. So you're getting a free product to say nice things about it. And there are plenty of people out there that just don't give a fuck about being honest or, or contributing to society in any positive <laughs> way. They're just getting a fucking free thing. I'm not that guy. Um, because the, the if, fucked up part about it is, is if you offered me that deal, I wouldn't take it because I have enough shit now. I've moved it. <laughs> you know, I, I have moved enough times in the last four years that, you know, I, you know, even though I still do acquire shit from time to time, it's like I would not want two, three hundred companies or five or six companies sending me their new shit. product. Right. To turn around and review it because other than, you know, shove it up my ass like some magic kangaroo sack, I wouldn't have anywhere to put it. <laughs> Doug's bag of holding. His organic magic kangaroo bag of sack. Yeah. <laughs> magic we got a title. Magic kangaroo sack. No shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh I kind of got into the whole um minimalism thing a few years. Uh, it's it's been a few, excuse me, a few more than more than a few years for kind of the same reasons. I've been moving around a lot. My ex and I both, um, in order to, to improve our financial situations, we've taken jobs where they are, uh, you know, the opportunities as they come and we've had to move a lot. And, uh, I think I've lived in five or six States in the last 10 years. And, and, and inside those States I've moved around a lot I mean, two or three times. Hell I've moved now once I've lived in two different places in Colorado now in three years. Um, <laughs> moving shit, whether you're paying for it or not, just gets real fucking old over time. Um, and that's been the impetus for me. I think that I'm probably about net neutral at this point, as far as shit that I'm buying versus shit I'm getting rid of. Um, I need to, I need to work on that. I think the point is, is getting rid of the things that you don't use. It doesn't matter how much stuff you have as long as you are using the things that you, you have. You have to look around and you have to ask yourself, does this bring me joy? You know? <laughs> and then that's how you know what you need to keep. The Family Guy episode, right? Easy. <laughs> Everything's blank. a Family Guy episode. Blank. <laughs> to, to Adam, yes. There is a there is a Family Guy skit for everything in Adam's world. <laughs> and he's actually really fucking good at it. And the problem is, is I, I hanging out with him I've realized how much Family Guy I actually watched because I know all of like I'm I'm getting to the point where I know what he's going to send me before he sends it. To he's me. like, I know the skit, I know the bit, <laughs> but they're still always funny. I still laugh at them uh, years later. We um, get it, Seth MacFarlane. You grew up in the '80s. Everything's fucking <laughs> airplane. We got it. Hey man, don't uh, don't dog on airplane. I like it, but you know he's been doing an airplane for uh, fifteen fucking seasons, now. eighteen seasons. <laughs> bird is the word? No, that's not I, the greatest one. No, I hate bird is the word. Uh, I hate uh, the, him and the chicken. That one, that or or the knee, the knee bumps. <sighs> yeah, I'm not into that one as much. But when they did the episode where uh, Jesus came in and. Uh, at the very beginning of the uh, episode, he had wound up with a, a, a copy of the song "Bird is or Surfing Bird" by Sam Surfing the Bird. Sham and the Trash Man, mm-hmm. I believe it is. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, played it over and over, took out ads, took out everything, and it just <laughs> kept going throughout the whole episode. <clears throat> and I, I, I just loved it. I especially love Stewie's reactions. That's, that, <laughs> that's what's got it. He's like, no, God, don't. Ba, 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 ba. Crap! <laughs> And then they destroy it like uh, they did um Office Space fucking bit where they destroy it like the printer in Office Space. So is that what we're doing now? We're we're gonna like uh, give the play by play of thanks for calling into a Family Guy forum. Family Guy forum, <laughs> and we just uh, we just explain Family Guy episodes to people. That would be great. And sadly, we'd probably wind up with a bigger following than we have now. <laughs> so. Giggity giggity. Giggity, 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 The Family Guy iceberg coming soon. (laughs) It's like on the the surface, he's playing the song over and over, but it goes deeper. It goes deeper than that. Guys, guys, listen, listen. It goes deeper than that. (laughs) (laughs) People always told me that I should, I have a big head and should get into TV and that uh, then it was, I should do a podcast. Now I'm doing a podcast. Nobody cares. I'm like, okay. Well, they're just saying you should do it. They're not yeah, saying they were- <laughs> that anyone would listen to it. Just that <laughs> I should go there and fucking talk in a mic so I'll leave them alone. Well, <laughs> I've had more than one person tell me that I should write a book and just fill it with Dougisms. <laughs> and they are laden everywhere in this podcast. And uh, so far, you know, we're, we're, we're still not Joe Rogan. I'm just saying that shit out loud. I've also had plenty. I've probably had more people tell me I should, you know, go fuck myself too. So I mean, yeah, whatever. <clears throat> I think it's an ironic timing that you got a vasectomy and then the bumpiest riding vehicle that you could. <laughs> I just want to point that out because hey I didn't. Guys, get, I didn't say it trails. earlier, but yeah, he's like, I got a vasectomy and then I went and got a jeep. Let's go run over some rock. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck yeah! <laughs> Money well spent. Yeah, I wound up taking Dan to the appointment, and I've got a little Mazda CX-5. I'm like, okay, we're going to go to your appointment, but we're taking my vehicle because the last thing I think (laughs) you want to do is step up with some high ground clearance after you have that particular (laughs) procedure. And you know, driving wasn't bad. I mean, Doug was taking it real easy, um, but it's the 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 discomfort afterwards is just. Uh, have you ever gotten your uh, your nut caught in uh, the elastic of your underwear, like just right, you know? And you get that little ooh, <clears throat> mm, mm, yeah, yeah. Okay, there we go. It was basically that without the there you go part, right? It just kind of stuck around. So it wasn't it wasn't too bad. But yeah, I, I very much appreciate Doug. Um, he took good care of me, uh, uh, bought me snacks, uh, walked my dog twice. I actually came back over later that night and walked my dog. So but you didn't really cool. go to Dr. Richard Chop. I did not Austin. go to who, who, by the way, is a very – where does he practice at? I don't remember. Austin. Boston? Austin. Yeah. Austin, Austin, Texas. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so a, a, a vasectomy doctor, um, I think also called a urologist. Um, that, or a chiropractor. <laughs> yeah, so funny that Adam brings that up. Uh, speaking of you know people with like PVPS and all this chronic pain – one of the things I told myself is, look, man, you don't know what their their uh, their other conditions are. You don't know um, what their aftercare was like. You know, you don't know anything, and you don't know what kind of experience their doctor had. And the reason that last part came up is that 
um, we were at work and I was like, Oh, I, I need to, you know, I need to, I've been talking about this. I need to just do it. So I went to our insurance company page and I looked for people in, in our network and everything. I was trying to do the right thing. Right. The very first doctor that popped up in the list was a chiropractor that does vasectomies on the side. Fuck that. And his garage. <laughs> we align the spine in a way that confuses the sperm so that it's, uh, it doesn't, it uh, can't find its way out. The penis, right. It doesn't know what to do. We break your spine right here so that you, uh, you can't ejaculate any longer. Um, so yeah, a chiropractor doing vasectomies. That's, that's cool. All right. All right. So I'm going to go uh, to the baker and get my tires rotated later today. Too. Um, hey, in small towns, it's sometimes it's just like that. Man. <laughs> hey, in Alabama, there was this place for a while that was like uh, Mabel's Beauty Salon, uh-huh. chainsaw repair, <laughs> and, and uh, tax service. It's like where the husband and wife share a, share a space. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing, like, you know uh, – all-terrain vehicle upgrades and Sally's flower shop, you know? So, I mean, I get it. And, and Adam's right. And Doug too, like you said, Alabama and West Virginia and middle of nowhere, Ohio. That's, that was very, very commonplace to see that. <laughs> Nebraska has a town with a population of one. She's the mayor, the bartender. Um, she's also the librarian. What do you need a bar for if you're the only person in town? I mean, apparently people visit because it's popular. <laughs> it's it's a popular town because it has you know it's like oh only it's the only town in America with one fucking resident, so people come through and yeah, she has a bar. She cooks uh, gizzards, I think, and shit for people. So okay. gizzards and shit. That sounds like the worst combination ever. And I'm not a fan of liver and onions, but gizzards and shit. <laughs> that that uh, I'll take a zero is like, what's the house specialty? It's gizzards and shit. Uh, well, then I'll just have a beer. Yeah, I'll just take a Coors. Thanks. <laughs> gizzards and shit. Well, I mean, you know, why not? <laughs> G- giz- sorry, gizzards, etc. 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 Yeah, it was strange to watch because she has to, uh, she taxes herself like 500 bucks a year or something to make sure the lights, like the street lights stay working and stuff. That's bizarre. So, I'm going to have to look yeah, that up now. Very weird. Yeah, it's uh, Monowai, Nebraska. Weird. And now, like most people, I'm going to want to go check it out. So Let's go. Let's drive up. Know. Let's do okay. it. We got the Jeep now. We got the we Jeep. Go anywhere. We can go, you know. We don't even have to follow the road. You can go fast. I can go anywhere. So let's do it. I can't. I'm no. I can't. I can't do either one of those things. <laughs> Neither could I, buddy. My Hyundai was 15 years old, brother. <laughs> she was. She was a great car, and I got nothing but good things to say about Hyundai. Um, but uh, yeah, after 15 years, all vehicles start to get to that point where they're like, "Hey, hey, do you hey, still love me?" There's this thing uh, <laughs> called planned obsolescence, and it's about that time. So. Yeah, I would uh I would definitely agree with that. I think vehicles, especially with all the the technology that they're pumping in them now. I mean, I think when it was just engine transmission wheels, you could get away with things a lot longer. Um but nowadays they're they're becoming more high tech, which is fine. I mean, I, I think that's the direction that um things should go in, right? But you have to accept. I remember I was reading something the other day that Tesla is arguing that the 
some sort of CPU or something, or maybe just CPUs in general are consumables. Um, so as they, as they were dying in the cars and whatnot, you, you couldn't say it was a recall or whatever. Now, I do believe that CPUs are consumable over time. I mean, they generate heat. They're going to tear themselves down. Right. But um, I, I don't know how long these – I don't know what he was arguing and like how long they were lasting or whatever. But, I mean, I Lord kind knows, of a dick I've, move. Like they're not supposed to last any amount of time. They're consumable. They're field replaceable. I just fucking – just swap it out, dude. Just swap it out, right, at a cost of whatever, 3500 a <laughs> a pop, you know. And it's, of course, I jumped into some Jeep forums and stuff like that um, uh, to, you know, learn and, and things like that. And the hatred that these guys have for like electric vehicles is is amusing to me. It's like, well, you know, Jeep owners kind of have a douchebag fucking reputation too. So as do Harley riders and I've got both. Um, well, it cancels each other out then. It's like Tim Dice. <laughs> <laughs> douche plus douche equals eh. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I, I'm kind of atypical for for both of those things. But uh, on that note, I got nothing. All right, let's call it. All right, sounds Don't good. Don't break my butt. You Don't have, break my butt. You have fucked up. You're now. hitting my butt. That's <laughs> fucked up now. Now you fucked up. Now you fucked up. You have fucked up now. Now you fucked up. Listen to the man. Listen to the woman, John.